0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe, and this is episode 13. We're into the teens. Welcome, welcome. I am just back from the school run. Uh in the pissing rain. Do you know what? I just said this. I went live on my Instagram just before I did the school run. And I saw it started raining. And I've said this to members before where. Think about a time that you went for a walk in the sunshine. Now, you you probably can't think of one specific time that you went a walk in the sunshine. But I bet you can think of specific times when you went for walks in the rain. Isn't that funny? We feel far more accomplished and far more proud of ourselves when we come off the back of something difficult than we do coming off the back of something easy. And... I will guarantee that getting home after a walk in nice weather doesn't hold the same value as getting home from a walk after being in the pouring rain. Anyway, just my musings on walking in the rain. Now today, um, I was not inundated with suggestions uh, when I asked for them this weekend. But I do have one. It's going to be a pretty good one to latch on to. Um, suggestion for the podcast. How to deal with other people. I'm having lots of times when my friends are either encouraging me to drink alcohol with them when I've decided not to. Or like last week, a friend told me that I shouldn't be eating crisps and I told him to mind his own business and I could eat them if I wanted to. So, um... There are a few parts to this one, okay? Now, I had a good chat with someone in our group last week who reached out. She was struggling a bit with... I would say... Probably having the courage to do things for herself, irrespective of what other people were thinking or feeling. And the thing was she she was holding back from doing the things that she wanted to do because of how she thought someone else might feel about it. More accurate would probably be because she was worrying about what that person might be thinking, right? So imagine that, imagine that. Imagine creating a story in your head that you then react to And allow that to influence your decisions Rather than reacting to real life Or rather than, you know, better yet Having a conversation with the person Instead you tell yourself a story If I do this, this person will think this So I just don't do it Um, And part of the conversation that we had Was we had a discussion about boundaries Now, that's what I mean by this being kind of situational So let's say that you're in the company of someone frequently So partner, a parent uh, a sibling, cousin, whatever the case is, colleague even, if we're talking about work. Now, again, coming back to this example I'm going to use, this person said they were there were many people, you know, she came from a family of yo-yo, yo-yo dieters, there were many people in her family that would pass comment on the things that she's eating, as most yo-yo dieters do, right? I have... God, I've been in company of... Plenty of people who have bounced around with their weight and it's, you know, you you sit down. When I first started doing what I do, I started on my, in fact, it wasn't even on a laptop. It was on a tablet with a keyboard at my dining table. And as Monroe Nutrition grew and grew and then I could afford a laptop and then, you know, working at home was becoming too difficult because, you know, when I started this, my wife was pregnant with her second son So then I started going out, you know, I didn't have anywhere to work. So I would jump in the car and I would do a grand tour of coffee shops. Garden centres were my favourite. And I would listen to, God, so many conversations, particularly when it's groups of women. They would sit down and, you know, the conversations would start, right? Oh, let's be bad. Let's be naughty. No, I'm being good. I'm going to get a cake. What are you getting? Are you having a cake? If you get a cake, I'll have a cake. You know, and then the list goes on and they order meals and they order whatever else. And it's like, oh, are you allowed that? Are you allowed to have that? Did you already have bread today? Remember, you can't have bread twice in a day on the Slimming World. Did you have oats this morning? You can't have bread. So when you come from a background of yo-yo dieters, people are going to pass comment, right? Now, in the instant, you know, when it's family or when it's colleagues or when it's people that you're around frequently and a lot of the time, these people do not know how their comments are making you feel because you don't tell them. If someone is passing comment on the things that you are eating, should you be eating that? I thought you were eating healthy. I thought you were on a health kick. I thought you were dieting. And inside, you feel like crap. Their comments make you feel terrible. Now, they, there wasn't any malicious intent behind them. They're genuinely curious. They might be people that don't understand dieting. You might be people that don't understand what plan you're following or what you're doing. They're genuinely inquisitive. Oh, I thought you were on a diet. You know, how does that thing fit in? You know, they're not trying to shame you back into diet mode. But that doesn't change the way that you perceive that comment. It doesn't change the way that you take that comment. And here's the thing. They don't know how you are feeling inside because you don't tell them. Instead, you just suffer in silence. So this is why we need to have boundaries, clearly defined boundaries. The advice that I gave to the person I've been talking about said, you know, sit down with whoever the person is or whoever these people are and explain to them that you don't appreciate people commenting on your food. You are trying to prioritize your health, you are trying to do something good for yourself. That's made difficult by people questioning it. It's made difficult by people passing comment on it. Now, again, they <clears throat> they don't realize the effect that their words are having on you. There is no malicious intent behind their words and their questions. But there are also things that they don't need to say. So in those instances, when it's when it's you know. People that are closer to home and colleagues and things. And listen, these don't have to be difficult, uncomfortable, um, angry, snappy conversations like, oh, I don't appreciate that comment. You know, you don't have to talk to them like that. You can just say, look, can I just tell you something? Like when you say things like that to me, it, I don't, f- it doesn't make me feel good. I don't appreciate them. You know, it would really help me out. It would really help me. Take these steps. I'm trying to to take to improve and to better myself and to improve my health and whatever it is you're doing. You know, it's not just limited to dieting. It can be in anything. It would really help me if you didn't make these comments and etc. Now, it's a bit di- it's a bit more difficult when you're in social situations, right? Where maybe it's people that you don't see often. Maybe it's people that you don't know very well um and they make a comment like you you don't have control over that person and this is a this is the point where you probably need to remember that you know most people are stupid when it comes to making unsolicited comments you know i i think it's only really been in the past few years truly in the past few years the more and more i do what i do now you know i used to think that compliments were a wonderful thing. Until I started learning a bit more about it and realising that, do you know what, like, if someone... What's the opposite of a compliment? I don't know. if If someone says something horrible about your appearance, let's break that down to what that is, right? That is an unsolicited comment about your appearance. If someone says something positive about your appearance... That is an unsolicited comment about your appearance. In neither instance did you ask for either of those comments. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody should start hating comments. I don't uh, start hating compliments. I don't hate compliments. But I understand when people don't appreciate them, right? Oh, you look great. You look fantastic. You're looking this. You're looking that. Um, Some people enjoy that. But equally, there are some people that... Don't enjoy that. And don't appreciate that. The one I get all the time is, Oh, you look tired. You look tired. It's like, I've looked tired since 1995. Come on. Everybody looks fucking tired. Unless they've got makeup on. I don't have that luxury. I don't wear makeup. This is what my eyes look like. I've got two kids and a wife. And a mortgage. (laughs) So, anyway. Coming back to the, the question that Helen asked on the Daily Post. So... How to deal with other people. We've partly covered that and we'll cover it more. I'm having lots of times when my friends are either encouraging me to drink alcohol with them. Now, start with that one. You can't control what other people are doing, right? Now, because you've said that these people are friends, we can come back to the boundaries thing. Look guys, I am doing something for myself right now. And I'm I'm talking about you know because these these are people that I'm working with you know Helen is someone I'm working with inside my coaching group, and it's not that you know it's it's not that I tell people to stop drinking alcohol the complete opposite in fact however we did a live chat on Thursday and you know I was talking about there comes a point where you have to be able to say look this is just too much I cannot lose weight. Uh, improve my health learn to balance my nutrition maintain this very active social life drink it every single occasion go out for all these meals I can't do all of this and do all of them well because there, there's a crossover point with many of these where they're simply incompatible right you can't eat out and drink out two and three times a week and also expect to still be able to make great progress with fat loss you can do it but it would mean being extremely restrictive, like Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday, to try and compensate, and that doesn't often end well. So, and with this one, especially with alcohol, and again, this is a tricky one because you know if you're in a if you're in a situation where people are drinking, and you know initially, you know, people come up. I know what it's like. Oh, you're not drinking. You're not drinking. No, no, no got the car oh no no I've got this you know and you have to say it to like a million different people people are walking past you with drinks in their hat, oh where's your drink can I get your drink oh no and it's it's annoying right to avoid that situation that would be a pre-planned one so rather than saying yes to whatever this social, social occasion is and just going along with it up until you walk through the front door and you've not brought your carry out with you or whatever it is don't put yourself in that position, right? Because there's there's been this expectation all along that everybody's coming to this person's house or to this bar or whatever. Um, everybody's going to be doing the same thing. It's going to be great. And then you know you you it's like you've yeah. Oh, it's it's like what do you call it when um you know somebody says a parcel's going to come in two days and it comes in oh under. It's like you've over promised and then you've under delivered. Now, when you over-promise and under-deliver, that makes people unhappy and upset. Versus the opposite, under-promising and over-delivering. So, take a look at your social calendar. What do you have coming up that you want to maximise? let Let's you know, Because Helen's asked this question, and I know that she is trying to lose fat and improve her diet, as well as learn all these other things. Let's just do it from a place of fat loss, okay? So you are in a position right now where you are trying to lose fat, but, you know, it's we're at the end of May, we're coming into June, summer's just round the corner, we're going to have lots of things to do, hopefully. Take a look at your social calendar. If weight loss, fat loss is a priority to you, then treat it as such, okay? So that goes up the top of the list. Weight loss is a priority. Next on the, the list is... You know, below weight loss are social occasions. Now that doesn't mean that you're not going to treat social occasions with importance. It means you're not going to treat them with as much importance as your goal of weight loss. Your your goal of weight loss is the kind of top of the pyramid. That's not how the pyramids of hierarchy work, but let's say that's the, the top level. And you are going to manage the rest of your priorities beneath that to make sure you're still facilitating your top priority. So taking a look at your social calendar for the month, for the next two months um, and looking each weekend and saying, okay, so that one, I think I said this during the live chat on Thursday like that one is a meal out, but it's at one of these local um, soft play places. So up here, it would be somewhere like a a brewer's fair type place. So you would say, right, the food in there, It's fucking terrible. (laughs) I hate the food in there. Every time I have been to one of these places and ordered them, almost every time I've ended up sending it back to the point where I just don't eat in there anymore. So I would look at that on my social calendar and say, right, we're meeting up there with my mum and my sister so the kids can have a play. I'm not going to eat because the food's crap. Why would I waste the money and the calories on crap food when I can eat before or have a snack before and eat after? When I come home. And then you look at another social occasion and say, right, that one, I'm going to be with all my friends. We've had this one planned for ages. That's going to be a big drinking occasion. Cool. Then that's your big drinking occasion. Then you look at other days, right? Here's this one where it's a family get together for a nan's birthday or something. Do you know what? I'll say I'll drive to that one. So I don't want to particularly drink on that day. It's a Wednesday night. I've got work in the morning. Cancel that. And you plan these things ahead of time. And you make sure that the people involved know that, they understand that so like you've said Helen, because it's your friends, you make everybody you you don't need to make everybody aware of whether you're drinking or not but if it ever comes up in conversation or people are talking about it or maybe you can make a suggestion, do you know what, if anybody wants a lift I'm going to take the car because I've got this on that day or I'm working the next day in fact you don't need to justify it but it can help kind of hit home. The thing is like, there are many things that you don't need to do Like, we shouldn't need to tell anyone that we're not drinking. We shouldn't need to tell anyone that they shouldn't be, um, you know, trying to convince us to drink. But they do anyway, right? We can't control other people. But we can only control how we react to them. But you can also put yourself in a position in advance where you're not going to be You know, in in a position where you're having to explain to every person, no, I'm not drinking, oh no, no, thank you, no, thank you. Because peer pressure, it grates on you over time, right? And you don't want to not enjoy the occasion. Other alternative is take an alcohol-free option. If you're a beer drinker, Bex Blue are excellent. I went through a Bex Blue phase a couple of years ago. And then I kind of stepped from a Bex Blue phase to a not drinking at all phase, which was pretty cool. So I went from, you know, going to various things and taking a few beers with me to then selecting a number of those where I would take uh, a non-alcohol option. I don't like using the term alcoholic, non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic drinks. You could... Anyway, uh, yeah, take an alcohol free option with you. That way you're still kind of participating. You've got a drink in your hand. You're not in that kind of position where everybody's saying, oh, you i not get a drink, blah, blah, blah. And it helps avoid that uncomfortable conversation. So there will be situations where you can create boundaries. You can have discussions with people, family, friends, colleagues, etc. They'll be uncomfortable, but once they're out in the open and you have that boundary, then that's it. Think about how amazing it would be. You know, I wish I could have taken my own advice. So one of the things I detested in life was people commenting on what I was eating. I absolutely lost my shit one day in a previous job. To the point where I threw a chair at someone. It wasn't a heavy chair, it was a light chair, I'm not... Don't want to make myself sound like a crazy person. (laughs) But it was a very light plastic chair and I didn't throw it that hard. He just caught me at the wrong time. And it was because, and it was the same guy who would always, oh, what's that you're eating now? What's that shit you're eating? Did you not just have this down there? Did you not, you know, like having a meal at a canteen and then coming up and having something from a vending machine or something that was in my locker. Now, had I just had boundaries... That would never have happened. Had I made it perfectly clear to that person that I didn't appreciate comments every day on what I was or wasn't eating. You know, had I had that conversation, I would have never been in that position. I would have been able to enjoy my food much more. I would have been able to enjoy social occasions much more. And in the second part of this one, Helen says, uh, or like last week, a friend told me that I shouldn't be eating crisps and I told him to mind his own business and that I could eat them if I wanted to. Now, this is a bit of a tricky one because people inside Clan Munro, so for those of you who are members listening to this, you need to understand that inside Clan Munro, we are the normal people, okay? We are the ones that are learning how to have a good relationship with food. We are the ones that are learning that we have unconditional permission to eat whatever we want, whenever we want. Everyone on the outside, not everyone, but most people on the outside, the vast majority of people on the outside, have terrible relationships with food, have terrible ideas around food. They negatively label food, so this person might think crisps are junk or crap. Oh, look, you're on a diet. Should you be eating that? Should you be eating crisps? Should you be having chocolate? Now, remember, when people make comments like this and they pick out specific food choices, they are projecting what they think they know and understand about nutrition onto you. Right? They are, they see you doing something That goes into their brain and they think oh that person's on a diet they should not be having a packet of crisps because crisps are a junk food, a crap food a rubbish food. If they're eating crisps they're not going to lose any weight and whatever other nonsense they have in their head. Once upon a time that was you Helen once upon a time you believed that about crisps you might not have been the type of person that would then go and comment on it to someone else but you might have had that thought but now you know differently because you're a member of Of the Monroe Method now. And you are much more clued up than that. And you've learned a lot more. And now you know. You have a positive relationship with food. To the point where you can have a packet of crisps. With confidence. Knowing full well that. You look after your nutrition. The rest of the time. So that this packet of crisps. Which yes is not the most nutritious choice. However that doesn't matter. Because the rest of your diet is absolutely fine. To the point where these crisps these crisps are contributing to the balance of your diet, not taking away from it. You know, you're not eating a multi-pack bag of crisps every day. You're having a sum of the time food. It's also very it's also very annoying isn't it that people judge your entire diet based on the one single food choice that they see? Um, I've had quite a few DMs recently because the the challenge is starting soon. I've had quite a few messages from people, and they want to join and they want to take part in the challenge. And they've probably had a question they've wanted to ask me for ages, or you know they they're, they're just looking for some reassurance, and they will dump everything on me. They'll they'll send me a, which is great by the way. Please do that. They'll send me a Facebook message, They'll, and I'm not being sarcastic there in case anyone thinks I am. Please do that, because, you know, if that's what it takes to open up the conversation between us so that I can put your mind at ease, and then you do come on board after that, then great, do it. But I'll get, you know, Facebook, business page, page messages, emails, DMs, whatever it is, and it'll be like, hi, I've been following you for a while, and then just, boom, they just spit it all out all over the page I'm 16 stone I used to be this I've done you know I lost this 6 years ago but you know I've been playing around with this same 3 stone for the last 10 years been to Slimming World 20 times you know and they'll go on and on and on and on and, on. and they'll be like can you help me you know and annoyingly the short answer to most of them is yes but I can't just give them a short answer because they've just given me their life story so I have to give them some you know some value and some advice, pick through what they've said, give them some reassurance and saying, you know, in short, yes, we can absolutely help you. You are the exact person I have been helping for the last five years times thousands. Anyway, that was a tangent. Um, So people on the outside, they are not you. They do not have the same knowledge that that you do. They do not have the same relationship with food that you do. There's also another thing as well, where you know if we think about people, if we take it away from Helen's question and come back to like other people that might comment on what you're eating, so people in the office. Um, oh, you know what's that you're having? Should you be having that? I thought you were eating healthy. Again, that's based on what they That's what based on what their perceptions of healthy is. You know, for many people, starting a diet means salads every day, special care brown flakes for breakfast, a salad for lunch and, you know, fish, boiled potatoes and green beans for dinner or chicken, rice and broccoli. Rinse and repeat times every day of your life until you reach your goal weight, right? That's what some people's perception of a diet is. You know, one of the reasons that people binge eat before they start a diet, so I'm going to start a diet on Monday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, let me think. Let me think about all the food I can eat before I start this diet on Monday. So Friday we'll get a Chinese, Saturday we'll get a Domino's, Sunday we'll go out for a McDonald's breakfast and then we'll get an Indian at night and then on Monday I'm going to be quote unquote good um, for three months until I've lost this, whatever it is. That's what some people's version of a diet is, That's that's just how some people have done it. All their lives chasing numbers up and down on a scale. So when people pass these comments, they are taking their diet experiences. They are taking what they think they understand about nutrition, what they think they understand about weight gain, weight loss, what they think they understand about specific foods and specific food groups. And they are looking at you and what you are doing through that filter. And then that's when it comes from, oh, You shouldn't be eating crisps. You shouldn't be eating that. Should you really be eating that? I thought you were eating healthy. Oh, you shouldn't be having carbs. Carbs are bad for you. You know, if you think about all the different diets in the world that all the different people are doing, and again, coming back to what I said earlier about me doing a grand tour of coffee shops in the early Monroe days, I would listen to all these different people doing different things and they used to almost argue. It's like, you know... Oh, my diet's better than yours. You know, that was the kind of undertone where it was like, oh, well, in Slimming World, you're allowed to have this and you can have unlimited this and unlimited that. Well, on Weight Watchers, you can have this. Oh, well, I'm keto. I can eat bacon and eggs for breakfast every single day and look at the, the way it's falling off me. Like, yeah, but your breast stinks as shit. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's I'm not being harsh there. That's what happens for most people when they go keto. Been there, done that. Got the toothbrush. Um, So yeah, short and sweet this one, but there are going to be times where you are able to have an influence. You are able to create boundaries and explain to people, especially those that are close to you. Look, I am doing this thing. I really need your help with this and you can help me by... Not commenting on everything that I'm eating. Not doing this. Maybe showing me some support with that. Because you're taking the guesswork out of it. Listen, from from a a man's perspective, right? I would love it if my wife would tell me what she was thinking all of the time. It would make my life a lot easier because 90% of my time is spent trying to figure out what she's thinking. So, believe me when I say... You know, taking the time to create a boundary with a loved one will benefit, not just benefit you, it will benefit them. Benefit everybody. But yeah, I think one last thing to end this with is when people, I mean this is slightly off topic, but... When it comes to reasons for eating, so food can be social, alcohol can be social, right? Um, And that's fine. But if you're going to eat just because other people are eating, that's not a reason to eat. If you think of your body and the food that you eat each day, right? The food that you eat is the fuel that your body, not anyone else's. Your body, right? You're i know I always use car. Um. So what I want? Not comparisons. Analogies, because it's easy, right? So imagine your body's a car, and you're you're putting fuel in it to run that car each day, right? Now you're you're fueling the car because of what it needs to do. Now, if you then filled up your car every time someone else did, then you're completely losing sight of the purpose of fueling. If we eat because other people are eating, we are handing over our energy needs, our bodies' needs to the external. I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. I'm going to eat that thing because I fancy it. But wait a minute, this person here is eating, so I should eat too. And there's another person over there eating, so I should eat too. You know, that's just... One of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to weight gain is that we, we anchor our, our eating habits to the external too many times. Too many times. So, I mean, it's like you eat when you're hungry. So you have your breakfast, you have your lunch, you have your dinner, you have a couple of snacks, maybe you have a supper. Now, that might be enough. But that's not the only time you eat. You also eat when other people are eating. You also eat... Every time you make a cup of tea, you have a biscuit with it. You eat every time you open that certain drawer in the kitchen where the kids' sweets are. You always take a Haribo. You eat every time you're in a car because you have a bag of humbugs. Like kind of my wife, yeah. You have a bag of humbugs in the door. You eat every time you stop at the service station to put petrol in your car. The list is endless. Of what we attach our eating to. Every time you go to the supermarket to do the food shop, you eat something on the way around. You every time you you create a new link between uh, an action or a place or something you're you know anywhere you're going or something you're doing and food, you are adding yet one more override. To your internal mechanisms that manage your weight. There are... hmm, This should be This will be a full podcast episode. Let's touch on it lightly just now. So our bodies have internal mechanisms that are designed to help us regulate our weight. A healthy weight. Right? When we run into trouble with our weight, it's because we're overriding them. So in an ideal world... You would eat when you are hungry and if you had a pretty balanced diet, you would fill up on the amount that you needed and you would stay full until you needed more. You would go to bed when you felt tired. You would have a drink when you felt thirsty. But the problem is, we override these mechanisms. We eat when we're hungry and then our body tells us we're full, we've had enough, but we keep going. We're not hungry, but we eat anyway. We're tired. Our bodies, you know, we're yawning. Our eyes are nipping. And yet we still press next episode on Netflix. Our troubles begin when we start ignoring our body. I used to think all this, listen to your body stuff was airy-fairy. It's not at all. Your body will quite literally tell you what it needs, when it needs it. And it will tell you when it's had enough. But you override it. I know you're full. However, this tastes really nice. I want to keep going. I know you're trying to close my throat up and stop me putting food in, but I'm going to force it down anyway. Yes, I really should go to my bed. It is midnight. However, this new series of Stranger Things has got me hooked. Let's keep going till 3am and then get up at 6 for work. So the more the more external things that we anchor our consumption habits to the worse position we're gonna be in so we we shouldn't be eating just because other people are eating you know there's no pressure to you know I think I had someone I had someone in the group recently who you know said they came from a family of big foodies and people brought things around and Even though they had something to eat before and they weren't hungry, they would just eat anyway. Again, this is coming back to a projection where, oh, you know, I just ate it because I didn't want them to feel bad. Now, how do you know that person would feel bad? You've created a story in your head about what something you do, how what you might do might make that person feel. And instead of establishing whether it's true or not, you've just responded to the story. Someone brings something. Oh, I've made this. Oh, great. Thanks very much. And you tell yourself in your head, oh, I better read this or they're not going to be happy. And that person's like, you know, in their head they went, oh, she'll probably put it in the fridge and, you know, have it for dinner tomorrow. Neither of you have had a conversation about it. You've just made up a story in your head. And, you know, that other person's gone, oh, look, she's having it just now. She must be starving. And you're like, oh, God, I'm really full, but this is nice. I should eat it anyway because I don't want her to feel bad. Boundaries and conversations. After eight years of marriage, um, (laughs) I understand the importance of conversations now. understand the importance of not telling stories in your head, not making assumptions about what other people are thinking and feeling. Just come out and talk about it. It's the fast track to success, the fast track to getting out of difficult situations, the fast track to getting out of fallouts and all the rest of it. But yeah, boundaries is the key here. And if you can't have boundaries, then it's a damage limitation thing, right? If it's alcohol, take take an alcohol free version with you. You know, have a drink in your hand anyway. Make it clear before you go that you're not going to be drinking on this occasion so that it's not a surprise and that people aren't getting half cut and then telling you how disappointed they are, you know. Because once people start to have a drink, then they'll say shit that they wouldn't normally say and they would have they normally kept in. And you're right. It is nobody else's business what you are or aren't eating or what you are or aren't doing. However, you can't change the fact that Some people will make it their business. So you can't control what other people will say or do. You can only control how you react to it and how you feel about it. And when it comes to the people I'm working with inside the group, always remember we are the normal ones. We are the ones with the healthy habits, with the healthy behaviour, with the healthy mindset, with the good relationship with food. Everything that everyone else is saying, they are doing so based on their experiences with their terrible diets. You know, you're not going to take advice from someone that has yo-yo dieted. This is what I don't get that people give money to Slimming World consultants. People that have battled with their weight all their life and are still battling with their weight. Standing in front of a room full of people who are also battling with their weight. And giving them advice. So don't listen. You know, if if a serial yo-yo dieter is trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing, you can pretty much ignore absolutely everything they're going to say, right? You're not going to take advice from someone that's yo-yo dieted for 25 years. Oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. No thanks. Anyway... Yeah, I'm going to, oh, Joel, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to record another podcast episode and I'm going to talk about, very briefly about, the challenge that I'm running. Um, and I'll release that pretty soon. So this one's going up on Monday the 30th of May. I will I'll record another one of these to go out tomorrow. And I'm just going to talk through the challenge and what's involved Um, And that'll be a good one to send out to people via email and and an easy one to reply to on Instagram. I'll go give this a listen for 10 minutes and I'll talk through it. Cool. Anyway, thank you for listening. As ever, if there's anything you would like to ask, please do. Honestly, people... Do you know, there was once upon a time when I first started doing what I was doing that I could not get a second for the number of messages that used to come into my inbox. I don't know if it's something I've done or if, you know, something about me must have changed where, you know, people now think they're bothering me. <laughs> I don't know why because I don't, I know that I don't give that impression anywhere. I, You know, I put question boxes up all the time. I do podcast episodes. I send emails out. I constantly invite questions and interaction and you know people to reach out if I can help them or give them advice in in any way you know regardless, regardless of whether you're going to go on and become you know a client of mine or not but if you do need help with anything or you have suggestions for things you would like covered in future podcasts drop me a dm on instagram not facebook facebook I don't like facebook business page I don't get notifications for it. it's a terrible system or email me. This is the only place I give out my personal email address. Jason at Monroe dot com. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll talk again next time.